0: my name is alana and you are listening to give a damn a podcast that intentionally and mindfully explores life's common challenges in order to break down the barriers between us and become the best version of yourself friends and welcome back to the give a damn podcast my name is alana weinroth i am excited to be here with you guys today on valentine's day When I started this podcast, I swore that it would break down the barriers between us. We would talk about hard things so we didn't feel so alone in the things that we were going through. And I can't imagine a better time to put out an episode than Valentine's Day, a time where many people feel very alone, um, or maybe you have a partner and you have fun things going on. You're probably not listening to this on Valentine's Day. This is where I take it way too far, (laughs) and I'm really, I am really about to break down the barriers between us with the help of my friends, Cass and Ashley. Today's episode is special. We are calling this episode Girl Talk. I've heard from you guys saying, I want more, I want more of talking about the stuff that is hard that we don't talk about, because I didn't know anyone else was going through this, right? So... We, I, I was like, I can't really do this on my own. So I reached out to two of the most like vulnerable, honest women who empower women in my circle that I know, my friend Cassidy and my friend Ashley, who both have been on the podcast before. And we pulled you guys, we pulled our communities and we said, what do you want us to talk about? And you spoke and we're going to talk about it. So we chose the top six, seven, six, seven topics that you guys wanted to talk about. We'll see how much we get through today. Without further ado, I want to introduce my friends. So, um, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they will do a better job. Cass, welcome back to the Give a Damn Podcast. Tell the people about you. I am ready. Thanks for having me
1: back. So my name is Cassidy and I'm a fitness trainer and nutritionist in san francisco and i have a boot camp of a community of badass women
0: with what which both of you guys are in so we we have an amazing
1: amazing thing going on that's me
0: <laughs> love it you're the best and we've known each other since college you guys college so so there's that ashley kapoor welcome back to the give a damn podcast tell the people about yourself Um, Hi, guys.
2: I'm Ashley. I'm a personal
0: development and life coach for women.
2: I've been coaching and motivating for almost four years, and I'm a major advocate for self-love, mental health, setting boundaries, being a badass bitch, Mm. living that walk (laughs) lifestyle, and defining and creating your own happiness. My greatest joy And Life's Purpose is showing women how to build confidence and fall in love with themselves and their lives. And I'm super excited to be here with both of you ladies today who I look up to so much and aspire to be like every single freaking
0: day let's go let's what an intro (laughs) no oh my god so you guys the reason that i wanted to have ashley and cass on is because we all do support and compliment each other in the work that we do cass's community has supported my give a damn yoga community ash's community has supported mine and cass and we all just sort of help each other and we're all in the women empowerment space so before we begin i'd like to say I recommend having a drink in your hand. <laughs> we yeah. all have drinks in our hands. Um, Cass, what are you drinking? Oh, tequila soda. Tequila soda, like a clean boss bitch. Okay. Ash, what are you drinking? <laughs> Grapefruit martini, baby. Like a clean boss bitch. And I got a lime white claw, like the most basic bitch there is on the planet. So Embrace right it. <laughs> here's you guys. Here we go. Grab your drink. Clean your house. Listen up. If you have anyone around you don't want to hear this, I would I would recommend putting earpods in. So let's get started, you guys. We made a list of the questions that we want to address today that the people want to know about. Number one, we're just going to hit them right from the start. <laughs> what are your thoughts on anal? Oh, we're going there. We are just <laughs> starting with a bang, huh?
1: I'll, I'll take that one. Okay. okay. So I think that any, I've had some boyfriends in the past that have said, oh, like I had this ex-girlfriend who loved it, right? They are lying.
0: It's not true.
1: There's a woman out there that says, oh my gosh, I love it. It's the
0: greatest thing in the whole world. You are lying to your man. Stop lying. We don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie. Because you know what happens when you lie? They think other women also feel the same way. You ruin it for all of us. And I don't want to put that on you, but, but you do. Because we don't have prostate glands. So that doesn't feel good. I'm sorry. I have friends. I'm friends with lots of gay men. And they're like, there's just no reason for women to do this. Because it does not feel good. Like, we will get no pleasure from it. So don't be that girl that tells all the guys that we like it. (laughs) I actually have a friend who
2: really loves it. I think the pleasure comes from, like, knowing that, your man is going to get so much pleasure out of it. For me personally, I'm not like, yeah, let's do some fucking anal. You know, (laughs) I actually have to feel like I'm very selective about those people. Okay. Like I have to feel very comfortable and very, very safe with that person because it is anal equals love.
1: Okay, well, here's my well, question. Well, not necessarily
2: you... love. Just, like, I have to feel extremely comfortable and safe and know that this person is going to, like, be very gentle with me.
1: <laughs> Literally. In okay, here's my question for you guys. Does did the guy ask for it? Because we're all unmarried mm-hmm. um, in the dating world, in different phases of the dating world. And does do you, have you seen a shift in guys wanting anal as – Cause we're all in our um, early thirties, early to mid thirties. <laughs> oh good. oh boy. How
0: Geri- uh,
1: are you gonna shift with guys wanting this? I, th-
0: I think so. <laughs> I'll go ahead and go. I, I think so. <laughs> I think in college, like every guy, like when it's like, that's the thing to do and it's new and they haven't done it before. Like everyone wants anal, like. But maybe that was just the people that I was dating. What college, did you go to. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was not thinking
1: it. about that in college. You weren't? No, I never. That was never. To me, it wasn't a thing until I started dating in my thirties in oh. San Francisco. Yeah, like no one. No, but but I also had like longer term boyfriends, I guess. And I don't know. Yeah, it
0: never. Anal comes with time. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it goes back to like, Ashley's like trust thing. Like you really need to feel safe. For me, it was like these young these young boys all wanted to do anal. Now, you would have to like you would have to drug me up, give me fourteen white claws, and, and tell me next. you love me, and I'm <laughs> the most beautiful girl in the world, and I'll think about it.
1: <laughs> amen to that, sister. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I. I, I think once like. In my early 30s, I was more open to it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm there," kind of like to like maybe, for lack of a better phrase, please. But mm-hmm. now at 34, I'm like, you know what? I, like Ashley talked about boundaries. That's a boundary. I don't want to do that anymore. Like as, it's not it going to happen. Yeah,
0: Ash, what do you think? I think it's situational. Situational anal. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So. My next question to you guys would be, like, do you have the tricks? Anal tricks? Yeah. (laughs) The tricks to – because it's not just something that you could do. Anyone that's ever tried that knows you don't just do it. Mm -hmm. Lube. Yeah, 100%. Number one. And molly. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 I'm dead serious. (laughs) Uh I mean, aren't aren't poppers a thing for,
0: like, along, among the gay community, right? again, again, I'm going to speak on behalf of my gay community here, because I'm, like, I used to call myself the queen of the gays, so it's, like, I feel like I'm allowed. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, a prep process. Like, you prep for that. Like, you don't just do it on a whim. And, yeah, like, you... What? I'm just looking at Ashley's face right oh. now. <laughs> She's like, I do it on a whim. Um, no, you're right, Alana. You gotta do the soup diet. Yeah, you gotta do the soup diet, you gotta like clean yourself and yeah, you, you haven't eaten in at least like six hours. And <laughs> and yeah, there's like a whole there's like a whole thing, and maybe you take some drugs, like if that's what you're if that's what you're into, like yeah, gay men taking poppers. Like straight women, we get duped. Like, we don't know all that. And then, or you don't <laughs> at first, right? And then a guy asks you and you're just like, I want to please my man. And right. then you're like, bad things can happen, you guys. One, that could hurt really bad. Two, there are consequences uh-huh. to not prepping.
1: Prepping. One time this guy <laughs> I was dating gave me, like, a present. And it was, like, in this Amazon okay. box. And I opened it up. And it was a an- uh, an anal douche
0: I think I remember that
1: it was like a tube you put in your butt mm-hmm. and I, I I couldn't use it I I refused okay next question
0: okay <laughs> um, Ash would you have anything else that you'd like to contribute or do you feel like we're we've covered anal I think, I think we covered a lot okay all right good all right so ladies Don't- lesson is we may or may not all have done anal and you need to prep for it. And that's person. It's a personal preference, it's but a- everyone's thought about it. Everyone's yeah. thought about it. Okay. Very good. All right, you guys, let's get to So we're going to alternate the like questions here. Let's get a little bit more serious. Um, this next question is how do I stop feeling insecure about my body and have more self love? And with that, how do you develop a healthy relationship around
1: I love this question. I will start. So as a fitness trainer, nutritionist, I try to really tell my clients to stop thinking in in terms of diet culture. So diet culture says I'm not going to eat these chips because they're going to make me fat. And that's having a really unhealthy relationship with food, whereas health culture is saying, I'm I'm not going to eat these chips because there's no nutritional value in those. So I really try to change people's perspectives around eating for health versus eating for weight loss, um, because that can just lead you to a lot of mental anxiety. And then a huge, huge, massive, like number one um, mindset shift that I want all women to feel is that you have to embrace your body type that you were born with. So I always say, like, I have really kind of larger Norwegian shoulders. And when I was younger, I was insecure about those. And the minute I got a little bit older and was like, you know what? I, this is my body type. This is my genetics. I cannot change the bone structure of the way that my arms are. And I can't change where I store my fat. Right. So I don't, I always say like, y'all, I don't, I don't gain any fat in my ass. Okay. That's not where I store my fat. So I'm not going to go over here wishing I'm a Kardashian. So when you really embrace who you are and your shape, you, that's freedom. That's everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I spent like, if I look back on when I was younger and the things I was most insecure about, it's the things that I could not change. Like, you're right. Like where your body stores fat. Like, like I have this like genetic pooch in my lower belly. I don't have a flat ass, like washboard abs. I've never had that. Some people do, but like, I I'm like hippie. Right. So it's like, I have like bigger hips and like, thought like thighs a little bit. And then the, like a little pooch in my belly. And so when I gain weight, I gain it there. And then I, I'm always like, that's where I want to lose it. But it's like, I don't mm-hmm. have any control over that. Mm-hmm. And once I mean, honestly, Cats, once I started doing your workouts and changed my mindset around eating, and I think that's a big thing too, just knowing that I'm eating to fuel my body and to be healthy. So just all the time feeling good in my skin because I'm doing my best and I'm making sure that I'm not, I'm not starving myself because at the end of the day, when I did, my body still had the same genetic shape to it. So once I kind of have let go of that, and that's an ongoing battle, I think, um, to really love yourself. Something that I started doing is I had a friend who told me to do this, and it's wildly uncomfortable at first. So I started by looking myself in the mirror, just like into my eyes, and saying, I love you every day. And it's kind of a crazy exercise. Yeah, Ashley yes, about this. Being over here. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to look into your own eyes and tell yourself you love yourself. Um, And I got, I got good at it though. And then once I got good at that, I took it to the next level. And I have a full length mirror in my house and I look at my full naked body every day. And I look at each part and tell it, I love it. And it sounds kind of weird. It's very, very uncomfortable because your eyes instantly shift to the thing that you don't like. But with time, it's been really helpful for me to embrace my body.
2: That's such okay. a strong exercise. I, I personally do that exercise. I have my clients who come to me for body image issues do that exercise. Um, and I heard a quote recently, and I'll probably butcher it, but it was somewhere along the lines of like, how can you expect to love yourself if you are constantly telling your body that you hate it? Yeah. Whoa. Right, And I think a lot of women are like, I'll love my body when I lose 10 pounds. I'll I'll love my body when I get a six pack. And that's like the same thing with anything in life. Like I'll love my life when I'm in a relationship. Like I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll love myself when I have my dream job. No, like you will never be happy if you're constantly chasing something. So Be happy and grateful for what you have right now. And I actually have five personal tips for developing a healthy body image. Everyone is obviously different. Um, But this, the first one is to piggyback off of what you just said, Alana, and it's like telling your body that you love it. Like show gratitude for your body every single day. My personal affirmation and the ones that my clients do are like, I love you, body. Thank you, body. If you think about it, we put our bodies through so much shit, especially women. We carry a human inside of our bodies for 10 months, we give freaking birth. Right? We have periods. Our titties hurt, right? Um, some of us get sexually and physically abused and we get mistreated. We have these crazy orgasmic experiences. We push ourselves to these crazy limits in workouts, like Cass's workouts, yet we don't take the time to tell our bodies, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you for all that I freaking expect of you and put you through. So the first one's gratitude. Second one is just move your body every single day. It doesn't mean that you have to be working out, but like just move your body and like get out of your head and just
0: move your body, right? But do do Cass's workout in my yoga class. Cass's workout.
2: (laughs) But like if you're not a person who can like be that physically active and sometimes we have super low energy levels, like just going for a walk or stretching or even doing breath work, like that's still essentially like moving your body. Um, the third one would be follow more body positive pages and accounts on social mm. media. You're only mm-hmm. following skinny ripped bitches, which there's nothing wrong with that. Inspirational, right? But you're going to find yourself in this constant game of comparison and comparison is a Thief of freaking joy, especially when it comes to women and their body image. My personal two favorites are Mika Zon and obviously Lizzo because she don't give a fuck.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey.
2: Um, drink your water. Drink your water. Water is the answer to everything. It's hard to feel like shit if you are hydrated as fuck, right? Facts. Mm-hmm um and the last one is a be intentional and Cassie you actually mentioned this one but like be intentional about why you are working out working out to feel strong feel alive feel energetic um for your mental health is all a great why, right? But if you're working out and your why around working out is constantly about losing weight or getting a six pack or like plumping your butt, you are putting so much pressure on yourself and your body and it it takes away from the love and gratitude that you have for your body.
1: Okay. I'm obsessed with everything you just said (laughs) and- I, going off of that, I love to focus my clients with performance goals versus weight loss goals. I actually tell my clients, don't even step on your scale. Like, yeah. um, focus on performance goals. So, it's, guess what? You did 20 burpees in one minute. Guess what? Tomorrow or next month, you're going to do 22 burpees in one minute. So, performance goals are a great way to um, focus on other things. And, but in the meantime, you're going to like change your body, you know, and your aesthetics. And then another thing, Ash, that you said that I'm obsessed with is going back to, Going to going on Instagram and following more body positivity places, but where right. I'm thinking with that is so I actually don't follow you guys, right? This is gonna sound a little crazy. I don't follow anyone that th- that is in fitness or health that does not have my body type.
0: Right. So,
1: like, you know, like that Kayla it scene, that real teeny tiny, yes. I don't even follow her because that's not my body type, right? So, I want to see people. That have my body type, which is broad-shouldered and like very thin legs and glutes. I want to see them and what they do because that's my body type.
0: That's, I'm that's a really good idea because I look at Sammy Clark every day and I just think I'm never gonna have that body. Like it's just- no, I
1: don't follow anyone that has doesn't have my body shape.
0: That's really smart. Okay, so the message that I'm hearing here is like telling your s- shit. Giving yourself more love and also surrounding yourself with more people who also are loving and accepting of their bodies or following accounts of people who are loving and accepting of their bodies. And I think that even if you don't believe it at first, I'm a big believer, even with affirmations, like if you don't believe it at first, keep saying it, keep doing it. And it will come. If you're around people who feel this, who are like, we're going to get so skinny. And I just remember like in college on the dance team, like, oh God. Uh Yeah it was crazy and like you dieted to get skinny like you tanned to look skinnier and now it just I don't know I just think that like removing those people from your life and just people like you girls already have changed my life so much just because you're just like let's just like love ourselves and support one another like getting that getting that vibe around you and people who just like recommend things like this right so um yeah
2: Yeah, Yeah. I I, I would kind of piggyback on that a little bit. Like one more thing is like be really, and this goes with anything in life, but be really mindful about like your friends and your what they're talking about. You know, if you have really super super superficial friends who only care about what they look like and you know their waist size and all those things, then no, you need to eliminate those friends because they're probably not making you feel good about where you're at.
0: Yeah. I love it. Okay, you guys. All go. right, what's
1: our next topic?
0: Our next topic. No so I know! So bud, Should we take a drink? Yeah, drink. Everyone drink. take a drink. Okay. Mm. I'm almost i my drink. You're going to need it for this one. What are uh, your wh- secrets what? to keeping your vagina poppin'?
1: Woo! <laughs> We're going there, baby! Okay, can I start, please? Yes, you may. Okay. Um, I, was not, <laughs> yeah. was I have a lot of thoughts on the the pop vagina. <laughs> okay, so I was once told by a really fiery Latina at Planned Parenthood
0: that I have a gorgeous pH. That's now, it. now that being said, pH balance, right? Is that like your what's a what's your pH?
1: That's what she told me she's like down there, and she's like, "Wow, you have a gorgeous pH, girl." I was like.
0: Okay, that's the. Best it's like, chemi- it's like the chemical in balance in your bodies. Oh, beautiful.
1: Okay, all right, go on. So that being said, I have three things I want to say about the about the vagina. Number one is you have to stop crossing your legs all day, ladies. Damn,
0: I'm doing it now. <laughs> I'm always spread it's, eagle. When you cross your legs,
1: you're creating a, a moist cave. I hate that word. Oh. Like, I, it. Like I can't it. You're creating a cave that's like that's like basically got boulders in front of it. And then you remove the boulders and you re- go into the cave and it's all moldy. And. Jesus cats. I, <laughs> I think the tequila's hitting me. Okay. So uncross your legs. You have to like, don't sleep with really tight, never sleep with like yoga pants on. If you, if like, don't, you know what I mean? Like air it out. Okay. Number one, air it out. Number two, <laughs> air it out. we're going there. <laughs> number two is y'all. If you need to snap that shit back apple cider vinegar it's the thing
0: what, what do you mean what do you put okay. the apple cider vinegar doesn't You it put it, vinegar
1: no it doesn't burn you put it you keep a bottle of apple cider vinegar in organic i am never apple cider vinegar out of your fridge ever again <gasps> no <gasps> i have you can't i haven't <laughs> had to do this in a while so a going off of this and a certain men will throw off your ph so um like sometimes watch out for that dirty dong though (laughs) no you have you ever like slept with a guy and then then a couple days it's just like off down there that is because they have thrown off your ph so it is their fault so that so if you need to snap it back keep a bottle of apple cider vinegar in your shower and you just splash it on you
0: incredible it kills all the bacteria
1: yeah and then it kind of snaps it back and then It totally works, Um, but yes, men will throw off your pH, or women, if you're, you know, if you're experimenting with women. I've had a lot of women, um, actually, friends that that have been had their had their pH thrown off by another woman. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the third?
1: Oh, just well, more going off of like, if you have a man who's uncircumcised. So I had a boyfriend for a long time who was not, and he would constantly throw off my pH. Um, he needed to clean himself better. I ain't gonna say names. It's on them. It's not our fault. It's their. I'm fault.
0: not gonna say names.
1: Mm-hmm. I know who it's you. a thing. <laughs> well, and my mom always
2: told me wear cotton underwear because they're the most breathable. But then, Cass, what is your response to this? Just don't wear underwear. Uh,
0: don't wear underwear. <laughs> let it let it breathe even more. I have to. I feel I don't feel safe and secure unless I have underwear on. Dad yeah, is like I don't give a fuck are you what kind of underwear are you wearing right now I They're actually am so- not wearing underwear because I'm wearing a bodysuit Ah, uh, okay I love that I love a bodysuit I always wear those hanky pankies you know the little the oh. lace ones oh no bad no no I'm like, those oh are like, common- those are like oh. expensive good job oh, thanks I get a, I get a, a new set every Hanukkah from my mom <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> I hope she's not listening um yeah I wear those but but with the body positivity stuff I was for a while sleeping naked I just feel so exposed and like I don't feel cozy when I'm naked in my bed I don't know there's something about it like I need to feel like safe and secure um but maybe just cotton cotton's cotton's a jam I do want to say though there I have had a similar experience in my life where I am more prone to like yeast infections and things like that. And I thought it was me or like the climate. And I don't think it was. I think it's the people that I was with at the time. That is wow. part of it. But with that care, with that, like you gotta you gotta pay attention to what's going on down there, you guys. You can't like let it go. You gotta you gotta I get think, on it right away.
2: Scratch and sniff that Ali Wong talks about oh, in her God.
0: Gotta check it out. All right, all right. Do you have any tips or scratch tricks for your vagina, Ashley?
2: <laughs> scratch and sniff. Drink your water. Wear cotton.
1: <laughs> I'm literally dying. You just said do the scratch and sniff, Ali Wong. What do you mean okay. scratch? My Bible, okay.
0: We need to go sp- to the next topic. I'm not <laughs> scratching, to be clear. Okay. Okay, you guys. Are we going to next new topic. Next. Next topic, unless anyone else has anything to say about their vagina. I think we're good on the pop and pussy. Okay, so we know what to do. Everyone, ladies, you know what to do. Just take care of it. It is your treasure chest. Okay. Um, next question. I really like this one. Have you ever been in a toxic female friendship? And how do you know when it's time to break up with a friend? Oh, I've had my fair share. Go on you want me to go first?
2: Sure. Um so I think it's different for everyone, but I think there's some really important questions to ask yourself before you make that decision of do I want to be friends with this person anymore? So like when is it time to leave a friendship, right? It just Disclaimer, Is it, it is okay to outgrow friendships just like it is you do romantic relationships and jobs, right? Like we are constantly evolving as human beings. So we're, just because you're friends with someone from childhood doesn't mean that when you're 30 years old, you have anything in common anymore, okay? So good, important questions to ask yourself. The first one, does this friend constantly make me feel like shit? If the answer is yes, girl, you know what to do, okay? Mm -hmm. Two, is this friendship exhausting? Is it mentally exhausting you? The third one, is, is this a party friend or is this an actual friend who, when I need her, she will have my back? Those are two very separate people. I have experienced that firsthand. Sometimes they can be both. A lot of the times they are not. Um, does this friend respect my boundaries? When you start to put up a boundary towards a friend and they give you a bunch of garbage and backlash, that probably means she doesn't have her own boundaries. Um, and there's nothing shittier than one of your closest friends not respecting your boundaries. Um, is this relationship 50-50? Are they all take and I'm the only one giving, right? Kind of evaluate your friendships the same way you would as a romantic relationship. Um does this friend support me and my goals or are they trying to sabotage me? There are going to be friends in your life that are like, "Yes, girl, like you are doing your thing. I see you trying to build your career and build your self-esteem and get back on track. Like I support it. Do whatever you got to do." There's going to be other friends, "Why the fuck are you doing that? Why aren't you hanging out with me? You're so annoying. Like you're so mm-hmm. selfish." Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm no apps like hard pass yep um when we hang out is it all about her is she only talking about herself does she not ask you about your job your boyfriend your family your dog your kids right if it's always about her this bitch is toxic um when we hang out are we constantly gossiping about other people Mm, yes we are girls and we tend to like have a little chit chat and gossip but if you are finding that when you hang out with a specific person and you're only talking about other people that's not cool like that's not who I'm trying to be and that's probably not who you're trying to be yeah. um what am I actually gaining from this friendship are you gaining anything or are you are are or, or are you just holding on to this person because of a feeling or a past memory, or because you feel like you're devoted to them because you've known them for 25 years. Um, And then the last one is, when was the last time I actually felt good in this friendship? Mm
0: -hmm. You
2: have to like sober yourself up and be very brutally honest with yourself with these questions. Um, And hopefully that will give you your answer of the direction that you need to go in whatever decision you make, it's not going to be easy. A friendship breakup, in my opinion, is almost worse than an actual breakup with a romantic partner. It sucks. It freaking sucks so bad.
1: Word. Word. Those are great, Nash. She's on it today. Wow. She's like a life coach or something. (laughs) (laughs) I just like have a lot of life experience and I've had some shitty ass friends. Okay, so on my end, I have only had to break up with two friends in my life, and they were both within the past about three years in my San Francisco days. One um, happened to be a prostitute, and she um, threatened to slit my mom's uh, dog's throat. So, you know, it was time sure. to go. And this is, I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. And then um, the second friend was a little bit different. I had, um, we kind of parted ways because we, she was not happy for me and, and that was really rough. And so I always say to my clients, like, if you don't have the energy of like fire emoji, fire emoji, yes, girl. Like do, yes. If you are not feeling that way towards somebody, you're, you really need to check yourself. So, and if they're not
0: doing that to you, then check that friendship. So. I think that comes with like an insecurity thing too. Right. You know, if you're not feeling super solid in yourself, then it's hard to be happy for other people. Um, But really good friends, like good girlfriends who get it, who've done the work, right? Like, they're going to be happy for you no matter what, because that's unconditional love. It's like you said, Ash, it's like the same thing as a partner. Um, I, you know, it's interesting, because like, I've had people in my girlfriends in my life, who I've had to take a break from, but typically end up coming back around after we both have done work on ourselves and aged a little Mm -hmm. bit right so like there definitely have been times in my life where I've been like this person is toxic all the things all the things you just said ash like I don't feel good they don't ask me about myself I feel this weird like jealousy competition thing Mm -hmm. so there was actually a long time that I didn't have that many girlfriends like after when I moved to New York City um I had just like a gaggle of gays and I was like this is better like the gays love you they're obsessed with you they compliment you all the time they're like the best friends you can imagine but I wasn't I wasn't owning the fact that like I also was I was very insecure and Mm -hmm. so probably part of it is that I avoided girlfriends because maybe because I couldn't be a good friend to them as well um and so I've taken once I did start having girlfriends back in my life I took like a break Um, but they've always come back around. Like we've grown and maybe not in the same capacity. I have this theory of like, you put people in buckets. So instead of feeling like a breakup, sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to put them in a new bucket where I don't expect anything from them. I know they don't expect anything from me. We don't call each other every day. You know, I would not confide in this person, but for me, sometimes that's easier than like ending it all together, even though like they're, they're not a big part of my life at all. But like we sort of keep in touch here and there. So I think, but recognizing it and knowing, like you said, like when they suck your energy, when they threaten your mom's dog's life and all that, (laughs) like that's that we don't have time for, right? Um, That's just drama. That's just drama.
2: And and if you have friends who are actually malicious, yeah, I don't have to deal with that. I've had malicious people in my life and it's absurd. Absolutely absurd why anyone would say the most fucked up things to intentionally hurt you. Those people got to get kicked to the curb, but you know, with Alana's point, you can kind of do like an arm's length distance kind, kind of thing where it's like almost like a break. Like I still care about you. We'll check in, but maybe we're not hanging out all the time. And sometimes that break is good and it brings you back together. And sometimes that just shows like you're growing apart and it naturally starts to fizzle out. And that's just kind of the universe responding
0: to how this relationship is supposed to end up. Yeah. I also, I just want to say, like, I listen to a podcast, I listen to Trent Shelton's podcast, so shout out to him, yeah. he's amazing, and he just talked, he talked about this, but he said, like, a lot of times we don't want to let go of people, because, like, we've known them since we were kids, like, they're your ride or die, they're family, you know, but that does not mean that they are supposed to be in your life forever. Like, just cause you've known them for a long time does not mean they are meant to stay in your life. Like you grow apart, life happens, we all change. Um, life is about surrounding yourself with people who lift you up and motivate you and cheer you on. Fire emoji, fire emoji on all of your photos, so. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, yes, the theme
1: here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I just say one more thing? So when yeah. Ashley, Ashley and I, um, when COVID first hit, we both kind of lost our jobs and we both kind of found ourselves in huge positions of transition and Ashley and I both I would consider us COVID success stories yep. and and going through that and she's like life coach I'm fitness trainer and we would get together and like whenever Ashley and I together it's like bitch we doing it we're doing <laughs> it, you know and it's like we get our little fancy cocktails with the Dorian and we sit there and we're just like you're doing it and she's like you're doing it and we're you know it's 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 really cool when two people are thriving to be to do that together. So, Ash, I just have enjoyed COVID with you. Cheers to you and all I love your success. You. I love love you. you.
0: I love you. You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, getting a little bit drunk now. We're like, well, I love you very much. I love you so I love you. much. <laughs> I really love you. Fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> okay. I, I love, love that, that. I, don't want, I don't want this to ever end. I love this so much. I know well, we have fif- we have about 15 minutes, so I say let's let's tackle at least one more question you guys. So bear with us. Um this is just so good. I think this one is going to be very interesting. Um what has been your favorite age so far? Uh uh first.
2: Yeah. so when I turned 30, which was last May 2nd. I'm a Taurus. What's good? I don't know. There was just, like, this flip or this switch inside of me that completely changed. I was like, I'm 30. I'm gonna do all of the things I've always wanted to. I, like, found this new confidence. And I've always been a fairly confident person. But there's just something about turning 30 that changes things. It was, and I will say, you know, as much as COVID and quarantine and 2020 sucked, like, being able to be alone and not have all these outside distractions, like, going out and spending money and music festivals and this and that, I really got to hone in on what it is that was important to me. Um, I started a business. I- feel the most confident and fulfilled that I've ever been and obviously like there's always more work to do but I just feel like all the areas of my life maybe besides a couple are like really really checked you know like I have amazing friendships my standards are super fucking high for everyone that I surround myself with I got to spend you know, this last year living at home with my parents, which some people would probably see as a freaking nightmare. But I have, I mean, I've always been super close with my mom and my dad, but I'm close with them on another level. And I think being close with your parents as an adult, like a full blown adult versus a teenager or a struggling 20 something year old is so different. And I don't know, 30 was just really, really good to me. Like, really fucking good and I've had a I've had a few really good years in my life but it's like damn the older you get the smaller your 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 circle of people gets but it's like the more qual- you have more quality in your life yeah and all of those little things that you once cared about don't matter anymore
1: yeah that I was love so it good. Bird. I had a great year good okay I peaked when I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually wish It's I all was- those prime numbers though. <laughs> when I was 11, I was in 6th grade. Every boy who was in 8th grade liked me because I was I, I matured fast. I was tall. I was the tallest girl. I had a, a little tiny bit of boobs compared to everybody else. And I so it's all been downhill from here. Since 11. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But,
0: but I'm not joking. When I was in sixth grade, I was thriving, man. I'm going to go with sixth grade. I mean, you and I's sixth grade experience could not be more different. (laughs) Yeah, I had bad eyebrows in sixth grade. I
2: was not peaking.
0: If that's the worst for your sixth grade as well, we also (laughs) have different experiences. Boys wouldn't come near me with a 10-foot pole in sixth grade. (laughs) Like, I was a tomboy. I went through this hippie phase where all I would wear is, like, bell bottoms and, like... I'm not kidding, and like sunflower shirts, and like, everyone's like, what is she doing? And then I went through a phase like, because I was such a tomboy, like I had Air Jordans, and like the boys were like, no one wants to kiss you, this is weird. So good for you guys, your weird eyebrows and your peeking. I would have to, <laughs> I would have to agree with Ashley. I think 30 is such a pivotal year in a woman's life. There's something, like your 20s are so fun, And like my 24 to 29, I spent in New York city and it was like wild and crazy and free. And I just had so much fun, but something happened at 30 when I stopped caring so much about what everybody else thought. I stopped caring about having lots of friends and just wanted to have really good friends. 30s when I moved to LA and I decided to like invest in myself and stop just like running myself into the ground. Um, and I became like yoga teacher certified, and like broke up with a with a boyfriend, and just like got to really come into myself in a way that like, I had never done before. And it's weird. You're right. It's like something like clicks on that birthday when getting and, a shit about different things. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. It was really, and it's been, and it's been great since. So,
1: cheers. All right. Are we going to wrap up? Are we going to say our goodbyes and...
0: No, let's do another one. Here's what I think we should do. Okay. All right. So here's what I think we should do. I think we should leave the people guessing today. I think we got to end it here. You guys, we're going to have a part two. Okay? So we're going to have a part two to this. This, we answered a lot of questions today. Um, I just want to, I want to... Pause and say thank you to Cass and Ashley for burying your souls, for talking about anal and vaginas and toxic friendships. It's not easy to talk about these things, which is why we wanted to do this today, right? Like, we all
2: have vaginas, we've all done anal, and we've all had that toxic bitch in our life,
0: okay? Word. Word. So, The point of this is the conversation is going to continue you guys. But what I want is you to stop feeling like you're alone in this stuff and start talking about it more often because that alone will free you from feeling so stuck from feeling so guilty for feeling like you're weird or different from anybody else. Um, Because you're not because we all go through it. But women, we sort of like quiet that stuff a lot of the time We're we're taught to be polite and we're taught to be quiet and we're taught to like not be the hoe, but like, Everyone's the hoe. Everyone's been the hoe, you guys. Every and we're allowed to talk and we're allowed to shine bright and take up fucking space and be heard and be seen and paid the same amount as men. That is all I have to say. Let's go.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for drinking with me in the afternoon. Um, this is such well, a special episode. Have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Happy valentine's day to you both um and happy valentine's day to everybody out there we love you we hope that this has been helpful to you um you can find Cass on instagram at, at @CassClassFitness. class fitness you can find ashley on instagram at at ashley capuro right ashley dot capuro dot capuro c-a-p-u-r-r-o Look these girls up, they're incredible. Life coaching with Ashley, fitness with Cass, and you're just gonna get a dose of everything from everyone. Um, And I'm doing some virtual yoga classes, give a damn classes. So if you're interested in joining, please please join Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7.30 a.m. I'm not sharing that enough with this community and I, I would love for you guys to join. So you guys, thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Cheers to you both. And as always to my friends out there, Most important than ever before, give a damn about your community, give a damn about your neighbor, but most importantly, give a damn about your damn self. Your damn self.